Words from the Hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. Let's pray this morning. Dear God, thank you for your word. Thank you for all you say over us. Thank you for presenting us with a model of your grace. Thank you that we connected that which is bigger than us, which is longer than here, that is eternal, the eternal purposes of our God. We connected the eternal past, all the men who lived here and served you. We connected Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, good men in our generation who declare that you are their God. We give out what the end of time when Jesus had come, who began to model and leave out what the God life was like. And Lord, we're keen not to give us that journey. We want to experience you. So give us that journey. Heal layers upon our eyes. Remove scales from off our eyes that we may see you and understand you. Amen. Amen. So uh, the early church and the subtopic is sharing everything. Sharing Jesus had died. This church was the church when Jesus had died. Once Jesus had died and left, then the church started. If we want to be church, especially some of us who have gone to church and found that the church is not actually what it's supposed to be, you know, discrimination for infighting, position, hustling, uh, you know, discrimination, powerlessness, and a lot of other things. If we want to see what church should be like, we have to come together and how they assembled and walked with Jesus Christ and how they did church and how they came together and how they assembled themselves together. So we're not taken by just the system we were given by other people. So that's why this conversation is important. What was church like once Jesus died? The first men who were hung around Jesus, how did they do church? So at the center of their church was God and love because God is love. And then around this was, they had one heart. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they had like a bold testimony. Testimonies like, they, just like what Ogale did today. That's a bold testimony. Ogale has never spoken in a church before. So you can imagine how big and how huge that was. That's a bold me. So everyone is saying, this is what God did for me. So... Um, so let's read this together. This is a really, really good um, square church in New York. A man called Tim Keller. Good theologian. Okay, let's read it together. One, two, go. They were excluded from sadly ridiculed, especially by cultural elites. They were excluded from circles of influence and business and were often persecuted and put to death. Christianity spread through all ethnic groups. And most believers were former pagans who suddenly created huge social problems, refused to honor the other gods. Their refusal created huge social problems, making it disruptive and impossible for Christians to be a Christians were also usually gatherings. Christians were also usually generous with their money, particularly to the poor and the needy, and not just to their own family and group. And another strategy in Christ was more fundamentalities were multi-ethnic since their common identity in Christ was more fundamental than their racial identities 
and therefore created a, a multi-ethnic diversity which was unprecedented for a religion at that time. So, if you may turn your Bibles there. Acts chapter 4, verse 31. So let's read this together. After they had prayed, their meeting place was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. This is how the church was like. When they pray, the whole place shakes. There's the private prayer you pray when you pray by yourself and go into your closet. But there's a collective assembly prayer. And once they pray, the whole place gets filled with the Spirit of God. And then the next thing is they're filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God with boldness. Okay. So let's read again. It says, the congregation of believers was one in heart, but they shared everything they owned. Finally, the apostles continued to give their testimony about the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And abundant grace was upon them all. As they were not euphemistic. They were not shy. They gave a bold testimony. This is who I am. This is the journey I have gone through. And how powerful. Each of them was a physical witness of Christ. We knew the man. We walked with him. And this man you killed, God has made both Lord and Christ. And he didn't remain in the grave. He rose up from the dead. And when he rose up from the dead, he is now the authority figure in heaven. The kerygma, the original gospel, was the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have started preaching many other things. We started preaching kingship. We started preaching influence in the marketplace. These are great. But the primary gospel, the foundation of all of our faith is that Jesus is the son. Believe in him. Doesn't have to carry the punishment for their sin, but will have eternal life. And this pure gospel was what the early apostles preached. Repent and be converted that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Since restoration of all things which God has promised through the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. You begin to see at the beginning time was intended to make us journey in faith about the person of Christ. You know all the earth right now is Christian values without Christ. Just be a good person. Just be kind figure I can tell you why Jesus is such a controversial figure many religions don't place a demand once you say Jesus is the Lord the next thing is that there's a demand on you what are you going to do about his lordship as you used to are you going to run your business as you used to do are you just going to run your life as you used to are you going to submit to the lordship of the one who is the Lord People take nice Christian principles like wealth, like, you know, the seven habits of highly effective people. You know that all these seven habits came from where? The Bible. But the solid principles that the Bible contains leave people powerless without Jesus the Christ is the power of God. And this was what these people declared. They declared that God is love. They loved God and they loved each other. Once you love God, it's not difficult for you to love other people. 
Once you see the love of God, once you understand the love of God, once you've been gifted the love of God, it is not difficult to share. You know, Tertullian was a historian at the time of Jesus Christ. He was a Roman historian. This is not a Christian guy. He was a famous historian which was known at that time. And he wrote this. He said, see how they love one another. They love one another. This is actually outside of the Bible. They call them the sect. That sect of Christianity at that time were people of fervent love. They always close. Not anyone will come with a feeling of negativity and somebody will not spot it. Will carry burdens, so burdens and go and hide themselves and they will not spot it. Not any man will carry burdens so heavy for him and there will be no one to share the burden with. How many of us long for that kind of family? Long for a family where you can connect with other people. And this was what they had. So number two, they prayed fervently. Like we read in Acts chapter 4, when they had prayed, the place where they were was shaken and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and went to preach. You know, Acts chapter 1 verse 14 also says here, they all continued with one accord and in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. This is a cohort of people. Even Mary, the mother of Jesus Christ, came to join them later. And together, they were all praying. They were all in one accord. One accord. How powerful. Like when you guys were praying, I could feel the power of the prayer this morning. Just the fact that you just got to meet, pray together. You're changing names. What is the burden in your heart? Let's pray together. Do you understand? Let's redefine church again and go back to the perfect marked out for us. One accord. Number three. They had generosity. If you know that the God you worship is a generous God. God is not making air scarce. Air is where? Everywhere. Generously poured out. Abundant. Oxygen is abundant. What else is abundant? Water. 75% of the earth's hemisphere is water. 25% land. Like we are talking the other day, how much of the water bodies of earth has been explored? 5 to 7. The other 93%, nobody knows what is there. It's too dangerous to go. God poured it out. And when God wants to describe how he's going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh, guess what he said? The knowledge of the glory of God will cover the earth as the waters cover this. People are going to know me. People are going to worship me. People are going to understand me just as the waters fill the sea. God is saying, I'm not holding back. I'm generous. So when you know a God who is generous, it helps you with generosity. How to give a smile. How not to fear that people are going to take advantage of you. How not to think constantly that everything people want to do is to do something bad about you. You learn about the generosity of God. This great God who doesn't spare anything. And when he wanted to give redemption for man, he went into himself and gave his very best. 
he gave his only begotten son that is the god who will serve a generous god so if you're holding back from love if you're holding back from pouring out yourself god is abundant abundant god doesn't think scarcity he thinks abundance and many of us the bible now said that those there are some who hold back and then end up being poor people talk about all the rich men in the world you see warren buffett 2.9 billion dollars in aid bill gates 2.8 billion the richest understand that this money we have kai is not for us of one campaign globally how much dangote gives dangote is a board member of one campaign globally some of the biggest them understand that their wealth is beyond them generosity is about you living beyond yourself into a season of abundance now i want you to know dear brothers what god in his kindness has done through the churches in macedonia but they also filled with many troubles and they were very poor but they also filled with abundant joy which has overflowed in rich generosity for i can testify that they gave not only what they could afford but farm of their own free will so the scripture pastor uche read when we we're having dna class last monday and this scripture just hit me like these guys were so poor they had so many problems but they had joy honestly i have the gift people ask me why am i so joyful i have the gift of joy i can tell you i'm always happy always joyful that problem after i leave the problem immediately joy comes rushing back in do you understand and whatever happens your heart trends the biggest gift god will give you is his joy and whatever happens your heart is calm and steady this will overflow in abundant joy generosity flows from joy when you're joyful, you, that's why the Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. The story was told about how the church now entered into an argument because Gentiles have been now what? Planted into the church. When Jesus came, Jesus was preaching only to Jews first. And when he went to places like Ephesus, like other towns like Hierapolis, a lot of other tribes began to be added to the church. Then a dispute arose in Jerusalem. Are we going to allow all these people to be part of the church? And Peter, God had to give Peter an encounter. How many of you remember the Cornelius, the Roman centurion? How Peter was sent by the Holy Spirit to the house of the Roman centurion. He didn't want to release the church because he was, the, he was a Jew. And you know, sometimes our tribe is a problem for us. None of you has problem of tribe. The biggest thing about you is not that you're a Yoruba man or an Igbo man. It's not tribe or race. Do you understand? Guess what? The best kept secret of the world is black races. How black people hate white people. Of course, like, it's normal. Like, white racism against black is normal, right? But the best kept secret is black people hating white people. You just see like an Indian person say, ordinary Indian like <laughs> we have that thing right 
Chinese ch chinko. Uh, we have like <laughs> so Paul now came back to Jerusalem and challenged Peter. Peter was the head. Peter and James were the head of the church. Paul challenged them. So they had accountability among themselves in the eldership. The elders could what? When they saw something that was not right, they could talk about it. It wasn't the church of one man being the king and everybody else following the one man. This is something God told me in London when I was studying ministry there. He said, I did not love my pastor, so I sent him a congregation to be a blessing to his life. I love my sheep, so I sent them a pastor to be their servant. We are supposed to minister the grace of God. We are supposed to hang behind you like coach, brother, go for it. God, God believes in you, my brother, sister, go for it. We're supposed to be this. And everyone felt connected. Had that relationship where they inspired everyone and everyone felt connected. That's how the early church was. They had an eldership. They didn't have anybody who was the boss and president CEO. They had like an eldership. Today, the trustees of this church are going to meet and I know they're going to ask me hard questions. Because in some kind of way, I'm the executioner on their behalf. You understand? We have to have a regulatory system over the church. If you believe that, say amen. amen. That's somewhere to clap to Jesus. So, let's read this together. This was Herod. Verse 1 says Herod. He had one to go. He had Apostle James, John's brother, killed with a sword. When Herod saw how much displeased the Jewish people, he also arrested Peter. Then he imprisoned him, placing him to bring Peter out for public trial after the Passover. But while Peter was in prison, the church prayed very earnestly for him. There was a sense of oneness. So Peter, James has been beheaded. The guy saw like, wow, everyone went. The whole church. So he was now going for, for Peter. But once Peter went, the whole church rose up in what? Prayer. They all lifted up their voice and said, God, the oppression must cease. Bring down Herod. Bring down Herod. Pull down in Jesus' name. And there are many Herods in the lives of God's people today that we must pull down in Jesus' name authority figures that says God's people cannot go forward. These are Herods losing the prayed. As they prayed in the night an angel shows up in prison losing the prison and Peter could go free. Say amen. Life, they all boldly preached. Say boldly preached. Say, again, say it again. Boldly preached. Let me tell you how God works. If you look inside your heart, you have a little one. Either you are sick and you prayed over yourself and you got well. You didn't have a job. You prayed and God gave you a job. Ness of God. God doesn't leave anyone without a testimony. You will have a testimony of the goodness of God. But guess what you have also? Thoughts like maybe it's serendipity. Thoughts like, oh... Or fear that your life doesn't match up to this testimony. How can you stand up and say, God has been good to me like, you know, you know you've been bad. You've been very bad. To speak becomes what? A little embarrassing. 
Do you understand? But that's not the only reason. Some of us are just not the kind of people who speak like, yeah, Tim Lahai wrote a book about temperament. Talked about, yeah, some people who are valeric, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, some people who are just not the people who share. Some people tell me in this church, give me anything in the back. Don't give me the mic. You understand? There's some people like that. They can pray in a prayer group, but you bring them here, they're going to stutter all through. They're just not stage people. Do you understand? God doesn't have any children who can't speak. What did I say? In God, we all speak. We all speak. God doesn't have any children who he hands over their speaking to someone on their behalf. You know, like the other day, there was a testimony, and Nafa spoke on behalf of his wife. <laughs> Don't worry, Nafa and I will sort out ourselves later. <laughs> he spoke the whole testimony on behalf of his wife, so his wife just said, yes, what he said is true. Credit. <laughs> Take her off. So like now for well done to you be the glory. You take the credit. Take her all of the glory. <laughs> God doesn't have anybody who sequesters their speaking to someone else. You have a voice. You have a calling. You have a purpose. You have something boiling in your spirit. You have a word to give. You have a testimony to declare. You have something to proclaim. You have something to say. Your are is the good of God. And it is incumbent upon you to tell the story. Because right now people are saying God does not exist. We are forgetting about the testimony of God. But it's time for you to rise up and declare. Like the early church did. They saw an opportunity and they rose up to fill that opportunity hallelujah so this is actually what god is calling us to be these five things god's love one heart generosity holy spirit filled a bold testimony one one more time god's love one heart generosity holy spirit filled bold testimony this is what the church is supposed to be if you want to see a fresh church emerge on the earth then we have to come to a place where we have one heart. When we get each other, when we vibe, when we hang out together, when we share everything, when we are full of love, when we have the Holy Spirit, when we pray together, there will be grace. When we don't hold back, when somebody does not prefer one to the other, when there's no discrimination, when the hand of God is real in the lives of people. This is where God is bringing his church back to. This was the model Jesus left. And this is the model we should go back to. I don't know, like, always sit in rows every Sunday. Or something else to just radically shift your mind that, you know, church can be, church can be anywhere. But guess the qualities we must have. We must have the love of God. We must have burning hearts. We must have burning hearts. No more cold hearts. Say, Lord, I want my heart to burn. Yes, we must have burning hearts. We must be full of the Holy Spirit. We must be generous. Generous in our world. Generous with our smile. Generous with our love. We must be generous. We must be full. We must have one heart. We must be full of the Holy Spirit. 
and we must have a bold testimony we must have a bold testimony declaration of what God has done for you some of you have testimonies that are still hidden the model that they shared everything was that they also shared their testimonies do you know when we come together as the church we're supposed to say oh we're family victorious this week God has given us victory in business God has given us victory in family life our coming together is supposed to be a celebration of God's goodness this week we can say we've walked with the grace of God we are all supposed to be full of testimonies and anywhere we go in the earth when men see us and ask us why are you different why are you joyful you say the Lord has done great things for me I cannot tell it all he's done great things for me I cannot tell it all when people look at you and say brother why are you joyful say to them I have a testimony he's been good to me how many of you have survived an accident he's been good to you how many of you have survived sickness He's been good to you. How many of you got a job, a business when you were not expecting? The, not the most qualified. He's been good to you. How many of you have air to breathe and food to eat on the table? He's been good to you. How many of you have seen the goodness of God? How many of you are waiting on God for the fruit of the womb and you did not know when it was going to come and God did it? He's been good to you. How many of you were believing God for a miracle? He's been good to you. Can I ask you, will you testify, Don? Or all are you only filled with the bitterness of the things that God has not done yet? Are you only filled with anticipation of what He hasn't done? That all of a sudden you cannot see what He has done. When upon life billows, you are tempestos. When you are discouraged, thinking all is lost, count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has won. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings see what God has done count your blessings name them one by one and it will surprise you what the Lord has done I just want to say Baba oh I just want to sing Baba Sing it from your heart I just want to say I just want to say Baba I just want to say Baba Thanks for listening to this message from the Hills Church. Our mission is to love people, connect with family, and touch the world. 
Learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at hello at ecclesiahills.org. 